This episode is sponsored by Silvercross Subbury. Silvercross Subbury is your local store for quality home accessibility equipment. They sell the following products. Stair lifts, curved stair lifts, porch lifts, deck lifts, ceiling lifts, wheel, wheelchair lifts, obviously wheelchairs as well, just to name a few. Scooters, walkers, hospital beds, etc. Visit them at 760 Notre Dame Avenue or, or call them at 705-222-0700. That is 705-222-0700 for any health care inquiries. Seems as though I've lived my life on the bad side of the moon. Just stir your drags and sickness still without a rustic spoon. Now come on people, live with me where the light has never shown. And my hornets flock like hummingbirds speaking in a foreign tongue. Kissing my life, kissing my life, kissing my life, my life. Kissing my life, kissing my life, kissing my life, my life. What is going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 74. Of behind the bench, John Carlson, Gio Biondi, Sebri Wolf, Gio Biondi, and OG Sebri Wolf, number 74, Rhino Bonswin. That was his number before. He changed it a couple times. What's going on, everybody? Um, we're here, <laughs> we're live, we're ready to go. It's just me and Tom tonight. It's a it's been a while since it's just been me and Tom. But the boys are busy. Mates is at the National Bank Open. Got front row seats to Serena Williams' um, retirement tour, and uh, Roberto's been busy with the wedding. So it's just a just Tom and I here, um, the co-founders of Behind the Bench. So Tom, what's going on, you big dummy? You big dummy. We had a uh, we had a good weekend. Oh, then we yeah. Saturday night we got in, we, we played have. in the little Beaujolais tournament. My, I was worried about my partner's golf game towards the end of the round. Um, he was sending golf balls to Laurentian. But anyways, we won't get into that. We had a great time. Fast forward to Sunday. I was on the ice for the first time in four months, three have months. Have a day, Tom. Have a weekend, Tom. Why not us, eh? And we're going to have another great one coming up, which we'll get into. But I was on the ice Sunday. Oh. I was. Uh, I got asked by Ferrand and little Giroud to come out for a skate. They needed a filler. Humble break. I was out with a bunch of young junior guys. Sure, uh, done. Showing them the ropes. Basically told them if I don't get the puck on two on one, you're never going to hear the end of it. Uh, didn't talk. I was like plus six, plus seven. Had to be. A few apples and it, flashbacks. Okay. This is flashbacks. Anyway, I said to him, who do you think I said this to? After I made this two on one pass back door through the defense stick. Tap in for the guy. I said, I made you who you are to this day. Who do you think I said that to? They made you. Damien Drew. I basically made him the same hockey player <laughs> to what he is now. But it was fun. It's a bold statement, Tom. No, no clue. Not even too close. We were laughing about it because in the room before, I basically was telling him the same thing. And I was like, yeah, look at my tape job. Why do you think I don't tape like the my toe? I go, all I used to do, D to winger off the glass, you go ta-ta-ta in the net, assist. So like when you, there's no tape on your toe, you can easily just elevate it. Have a weekend though. Gotcha. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's easier to get it up. Um, other than that, dude, uh, softball last night too. I got to stop playing the sport. It is the most injury-prone sport ever. So Themis played Monday night. 
Yeah. And it, it was the day, well, you know, Monday this week, it poured all day. And, you know, let's let's just not cancel for Themis' yeah. team. So he goes out 6.30 after work, comes home with the biggest cut, and like bleeding, like dr- disgusting. Gash. Yeah. gash. That's the word I was looking for. Gash. Disgusting. Because he was rounding first after his hit and just completely just ate it. So anyways, I thought that was pretty funny. But he's in one now too. So fast forward to Tuesday, come home after work, have a nice dinner. My mom goes, hey, don't get hurt playing softball today. I'm like, no promises because everyone remembers a couple episodes ago, I hurt my my left quad. So yeah. fast forward uh, to this Tuesday, Tommy Kingston's the ump. We're having a field day. Yeah, I'm basically pitching against a 65-year-old male who is uh, Garrett Cole. This guy was throwing absolute junk. Didn't miss a strike zone. I knew I was in one from the start. Anyways, I went five for five on him, but that doesn't matter. Lead off double to start the game. Springer edition. Five for five off a 65-year-old. Good for you, Tom. Yeah. Hey, I start off with a double. And Tommy wants to run home. Okay, I'm like chomping at the bit. Legs feel great. Stretched before. And I got a hot start after like the hit. Like uh, I forgot who hit. Anyways, doesn't matter. Hot start to get the lead. To get to to get the home because like singles you can book it here right why did i want to send it no idea right quad goes just done as soon as i like take like a good step <laughs> just done so now i'm battling like the whole game because there's already six guys you can't just like sub out because like then the infield's all messed up you play one guy short so i was battling the whole rest of the five innings one leg um, the other time, the other four times I was hitting Shim, I would get to first and then I would call for a runner. That's, that's how bad it was. Yeah. So, uh, wow. I, I would, sorry, my mic's right here. You're texting me, but my mic, um, is that better? It's better. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's better. A lot better. So I've seen it before in games in the past. Um, girls had runners right from home plate but you have to ask the other team if they're okay with that. So like the person would hit and then there'd be a runner right beside you. I'm like, like, I can't do that. Like that is like, if I broke my leg. Okay. I'm like, I'm able to walk off the field here. You got to get to first. So I think it was like the fourth hit. It was like the open inning. I sent one to the fence. Like the best hit I, like I would have got the third fresh, hundred percent healthy. I got the first gym. Anyways, we ended up winning the game. Doesn't matter. The thing is about softball, you do absolutely nothing for 10, 15 minutes. You're talking to your teammates, you're having a good time, and then you have to full on sprint. So that's how, uh, that's where, that's where I am right now. I'm in one every weekend or the week before every tournament weekend. I have the Jordan flu game. There's always something wrong with me. Left quad, rib, had a wrist injury. Uh, now let's go to club champs this weekend at the NOL, and I have a right leg injury. So. Both quads in the span of a month and a half. Same issue. I saw Matt Berube today. I know we're going to get into my bio steel performers, but it's been an eventful week, man. Crazy. That's insane. <laughs> That's insane. And I, could just, I just know you're enjoying me ranting right now, but like, why? I don't know like, how you get hurt. It's so fun. Much. I even drinking I, milk. You drink milk. You I stretch. drink milk. I stretch. Work out. Milana made fun of me. I was like, because she was, Milana was a call up, and I was like, I'm the most physically active guy here and she's like no you're not <laughs> she's like i think she almost called me like chubby and i'm like milana like i work out four or five days a week come on 
Like I take care of myself, Jim. I try to, I eat healthy, all this stuff, but I can't run from second to home without hurting myself. It's brutal, brutal. Yesterday was a lot worse, but uh, we're doing okay today. We're doing better. I'm, I'm glad to hear I that will song. be carding for the club champs. <laughs> Sayonara. And for tomorrow and for Friday. I got a lot of golf coming up. I'm in a lot of tournaments, which we'll get into. But other than that, I can talk for hours right now. It's 11. Buzzing. I could tell. Yeah, I could tell. You could talk for hours. Yeah. Um, How you doing? How you doing? You want to talk about your golf game? I'm a little bit worried about you, man. It's coming towards the end of the summer. Is it like, are you going to be able to put some good rounds together and like leave to go into the winter as a happy man? Like, so I... I got, uh, my weekend was great. Friday was electric. Uh, Saturday, the Beaujolais, you couldn't have asked for a better day. It was the worst golf I've played in, uh, like I said, maybe four years. Um, I shanked like six balls. <laughs> Just didn't play good. I was, uh, I was bad. I was in a bad spot. I was in a bad spot. And I was telling Kev this, I, I go, like I'm starting just to not like the game of golf because no, Jim. I play a hundred rounds a year. I've played whatever how many rounds this year and just not getting better. And I know it's the range. I get it's that. The range. All that. I'm telling you, dude. I get that. I get that. And if I haven't put my hours yet because I just end up playing every day. Um, but yeah, I was not in a good state. Starting to come around. Um still making like a triple around which today i started off I, I, this was my round today my front nine today i Menza. i went birdie triple bogey 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 no par no bogey bogey on five triple <laughs> par par and that was my so, round. So it's insane. It's I insane. have uh, the only significant other I've made this whole summer as in triples and quads was the four club challenge. So I'm not even going to count that as that. Like what happens for you when triples and are you losing two it's, balls? It's are the you miss, just, it's the miss that like, it's the, you can't come back from it's like you three off the tee or, you, you chunk it, you chunk a chip, or you take three whacks out of the bunker. It's not been good. It's not, I'll tell you that it's not been good. And you are not taking your talents to the club champs this weekend. No, no, you chance. Out. Okay. no chance. There's no chance in bed. I'm not embarrassing myself, especially from the tips. Let's Is let, this let the players play on air 1103? Is this me asking you to academy Saturday morning? Would we'll you... see. Oh, I'll, I'll have oh. to. I, I'll have to think about it. There's just a couple of things I played. There are there are Kelser that day. Uh, uh, we're done by we're done by one. No, I know. I just if there's you know things going on that day, maybe I'd like to be a part of it. We'll see. I'll, I'll definitely. You're telling me you, you know, here. I've known you forever now, and everyone listening can agree to this. You're telling me if something's going on during the day Saturday, that you won't be there. After one o'clock, regardless if there was plans, you'd be there at three, four o'clock. When are you? When have you ever showed up to like something going on before a concert at noon? 
or 10 or 11. You're making great points. If you play early in the morning, I, I can make myself available, I think. I play at 820. And play I'm playing with one of your best friends, Kev? Kevin. I'm playing with Ollie, a former guest. He was Ollie's caddy. Mitchell Martin, you can have a heyday with him. Legend. And my brother is the other fourth. In the group. Oh, nice. That is a good uh, That is a good foursome. Maybe uh, great group. Maybe I join. I'll have to talk to Kev first to make sure he doesn't want anyone on the bag because I've, I've been his caddy for three Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I also had did ask my caddy from the invite, and he said he'll get back to me. Well, the nice version is if he's up in time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> from a night um, on the town Friday night. But we also, I don't want to skip because I, I love recapping our whole week. We went to a little bit of karaoke uh, as a friend group too Friday night. Yeah, I got to say, Little Montreal, it was fun. what an establishment. Yeah, what an establishment. Um, it was it was a ton of fun, ton of fun. And there we were able to make ourselves available to play in a, in a great golf tournament that we're going to talk about Yeah. Um, in the weekly lift. Um, before that, I just have a couple things. I, I just, I have to recap from my weekend. Well, sorry. And, and this week, uh, the Arkells are this weekend, Saturday. I'm so excited for it. They're playing at the Grace Harmon Amphitheater, 1,400 people. They sold out. They sold out there, obviously, but they sold out Hamilton Stadium, which is 25,000 people, and we're getting them at 1,400. Insane. Um, couple other things, Tom. What's we, worse? How about this? I don't know if you've experienced this ever driving yet. I, I uh, something always. Happens. Oh, I got in a car accident. We have to. Th- like, Tom, got, I didn't know if you want to talk about it, but Tom no, I would love car- to. I would Tom- love to. Because that's part of my rant is not even the accident is the goddamn roundabouts, which we'll get into. I hate them. Roundabouts are interesting. People, I still don't think I've gotten used to them yet here in Sudbury. Um, and all, well, obviously yours is a pure example. Tom got dinged. Uh, he was not at fault. Uh, car did take a beating. Um, been in the shop for what, Tom, a week? No. Yeah, a week. Yeah, a week. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, yeah, eight days now since the incident. So, yeah, that's crazy. But here, here's my main shtick. So, have you ever driven in a residential area, Tom? I don't know why they put it up now, but they put it up legit at the end of summer. It's going to snow legit in two months. The, the freaking things, I don't even know how to describe them. They're not speed bumps, but they, like, force your car to go in between them or else you hit, you hit them. They're like poles, Tom. They're yes, like yes. Speeding poles. So you yes. have to slow down because you don't know if you're going to hit them. And I was driving in the Moonglo. Did you smoke? And them? it was, no, but it was every 20, 20 yards. I'm hitting another one. Like, listen. I'm not going to drive at a 70 kilometers around residential area. Just let me drive. Yeah, Come no, that was, ridiculous. that was like, all over um, New Sudbury by Mailey, like where folk I, lives. I was driving, all over the place. And I was just like mother effing the entire time I'm driving. <laughs> like, what the hell is this goddamn? Like, I was losing it by myself. I'm just losing it driving these things. Yeah, I don't no. know what's worse. Those yeah. or the speed bumps on Ro- on Robbins, no, Southview. Um, the ones uh, by RHP, Tom, the big ass speed bumps. <laughs> There's like 20 of them you you're drive down you right the now. road. You're killing me right now. 
Have you I seen just, any uh, ped- pedestrians lately using not using the crosswalk? I almost hit one today. Of course. I'm of not course kidding. Some. You know what I have? I've seen people, a lot of people use the actual like crosswalk ones where they hit the button and the flashing lights go on. It's like Christmas. I've seen a lot yeah. of people use mm-hmm. that, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but people just don't speed and we don't have to have these things or like just don't get caught. I don't know. Like these just drive responsibly because I, I can't stand driving through legit. It's like I scored a field goal every time I dri- drove in through this, like three points, three points, three points. Joke. Like it's angry. It's like jetpack joyride when you get through the tunnels. Oh, like, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah, Cu- I know exactly what you're talking about. I'm going to talk of, to you. Oh, I want to talk couple, about my accident first. Yes. Yeah. Go for it. Because we're on the driving while, while we're on a driving topic. Yes. So last week we were, um, you and Ch- um, you and Mace actually caught up and we went to Don's Pizza for lunch. This is uh, last Tuesday now. So coming home back towards Garson from Clash Boreal. Everyone knows the new Melee extension. Thanks, uh, Mr. JT, Justin Trudeau, for building that. It's great. Got me there nice and quick. We're on one ish coming home from lunch down Boreal, down by the extension, and this Dodge Ram truck is coming from Cambrian College, okay? So everyone put their thinking caps on here. So he's going from Cambrian College to enter the first roundabout on Barry Down, the Barry Down roundabout. So he's trying to go back towards the valley. So he has to take, like, the semicircle and come left all the way back through. And I'm trying to go straight through, go back towards Falkbridge, back to Garson. And I am already entered the yield. Or not the yield. I've entered the roundabout. Okay. And I see this truck just ripping. Not to mention there's two lanes, Jim. He's in the inner lane. The outer lane is staying put because he sees me entered the roundabout. And he's, he knows that I am going straight, straight through back to Garson. So I see this happening. I'm like, this truck isn't stopping. And like... I had like a split second, like three or four seconds, not even. I'm going to say two seconds. That I'm like, he's going to hit me. And then he did. He entered. He have completely avoided the yield and just took me off right before I got to like the straight part to go back to Garson. So my front end of the car, anyways, you guys seen the pictures. It's it's in the shop. I'm fine. Nobody hurt. But moral of the story, Chim, I pull over with this guy, made sure he wasn't hurt. He made sure I wasn't hurt. But why do you think he hit me? Texting? No. Speeding? Rush? Speeding, and he was late for work. Why are you late for things? Why are you speeding? Why are you rushing? Because you're terrible at time management. Get up a little bit earlier. Leave whatever you were doing before so you don't have to speed. You don't have to rush, and then you don't have to get accidents. Now I don't have to deal with any of this BS. The insurance, the rentals, the the claims, the the full nine yards. Anyways, I have a great rental. Um, Paul Michel from uh, Imperial Collision has been great. Very good. Mr. Mr. Michel, I actually saw him today. He made a joke on the golf course. Jim. He goes, uh, watch your golf cart there. Make sure you don't hit the front end. So he, he was giving me the gears. But anyways, people don't, only, don't know how to use the roundabouts because he completely forgot about the yield. And since when do you have to go report accidents to the collision center in Azilda for the cops? Right. And I, Really? I, I guess clearly it's my first one, but bring in the car to a Zelda again, the towing truck, you know, the full nine yards, very overwhelming, but we're good. Got a rental. No clue what my car is going to be ready. And he was at fault. That's the best thing. So 
That's my rant because the next day, Chim, this happened at two o'clock. I'm playing golf the next morning. I'm going on the same, I'm going through the same roundabout to pick up Brett. Okay. What do I see? The exact same thing happened to someone else. Between my own eyes, I was like, this is ridiculous. I just like, this happened to me less than 24 hours ago. So witness that. Um, I've seen another accident on t- like the, the lights at the Adderwell on Wolford right before the, uh, the golf course. Saw mm-hmm. one there Sunday on the way to hockey. I've seen like four accidents since I've been in one now. Crazy. Just how it happens. But we're here. We're good. What's your other rant? I have, I have one more rant for you, but it's nothing to do with cars. I don't know if you're going to continue with cars. No, no, no. Just uh, happy you're safe. Happy it wasn't uh, anything too crazy. Called you right away and happy uh happy you're all good um found out uh i'll be in residence i know my residence i know where i'm staying i know my roommates got in contact with them they all seem to be beauties at the nipissing university so uh that's some uh some news there i move in tom september 3rd mm. i'll be sayonara september 3rd uh to nipissing um i'm gone to florida uh august 20th the 19th, I'll be in Toronto to go watch a Greta Van Fleet. Um, so just a crazy couple of weeks ahead. Tom, what's uh, what's the other rant you got? I think the, the other big announcement is you are not playing in the Lively Open, and I'm going to take your reins over. That is two weeks from now. Uh, I know we're, we're going to be doing a pod next week to kind of – I need to ask you some Lively questions. I'm playing there three times next week. So yeah, got you some got tea it. times in. You got to greens. Here's my other rant. And uh, as long as we ever do this podcast, and I know Roberto's going to be listening to this one, saying thank you for this. Um, let's hope maybe they're a sponsor down the line, and maybe we can you know work things out with them. But Tim Hortons coffee, it's got to go. Okay, the amount of times that I've ordered a medium double double, a medium iced coffee, that have been different. Every single time is ridiculous. I get it. It's different workers. I get it. People making it fresh batch, old batch, whatever. But when it's two sugar and two cream or one milk and one sugar, how hard can it be, Jim, that I'm getting a different taste of coffee every single time? Go to McDonald's. You know what you're getting. Well, they stole, McDonald's, they McDonald's stole, coffee is. Well, they dynamite. stole, they stole uh, the, recipe the recipe from Tim's. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was my rant. It's just like you want a coffee before golf. It's sunny out. You want to get an iced one. I don't drink much coffee, listeners. Listen, like I wake up in the morning and the first thing you guys all do, coffee. Not for Tommy, because I'm wired regardless. So I maybe get one during the day, split up my week, get a little bit of caffeine in me. But no, I can taste the difference. Me. And I'm not even a coffee addict. So I would like to hear everyone's thoughts on uh, Tim Hortons coffee because to me it's not the not the greatest. So lesson of the story is make your coffee at home and add some uh, ice cubes to it. There you 100%. go. One hundred percent. Have a day. All right, let's get into BioSteel performance. That was a lengthy intro. Let's get right into it. <laughs> Who's your BioSteel performer? So I was just ranting about my softball injury. This happened last night. We're filming on a Wednesday. My injury finished at 11 o'clock at night because we had a night game. I texted Matt Berube this morning after I couldn't really get out of bed. And I said, listen, is there any way you can sneak me in today? He answers within 10 minutes. 
said, can you come in at one o'clock? I said, perfect. I'll take it through my lunch. Got me in within three hours of notice. He actually stayed there. He was going to leave, Jim. He was supposed to get off at noon. He stayed there at one o'clock just to, uh, you know, treat me up. So Matt Perube, Biosteel Performer, got me feeling, I'm going to say 75% now. I was like 40 this morning. So it was good. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. The best, the best in the business. He's a beaut. Dynamic therapy. So I got quite a few here. Um, Like always, surprise, surprise. Um, Okay. First off, since we're going to the Arcals, I'll have to start off by uh, saying Jordan Ellis. Yes. Okay. He's been on a quest, people. 105 days. He's been tweeting at the Arcals to get them on to, sorry, to get them playing. Get them to play. Wow. Agent Zero, uh, which is one of their older tunes uh, from Michigan Left, I believe, mm-hmm. um, at the Sudbury Show this Saturday. And he's been doing it for 105 days. On the 104th day, the Arkells retweeted it. On the 150, which is uh, today we're recording, it's Wednesday. They liked it. So. Anyone who's going to the Arkell show, if you hear Agent Zero, you know why. It's because of the man Jordan Ellis, which is a it's a fantastic song. So be wicked. I don't know it. I don't know when they break out the song. It'd be cool, like if it was in the encore or something. But nonetheless, it should be out. Couple, couple more points. To, yeah, Tom. Yes. Yeah, I was gonna say, it was one group chat today. The song list came out, but it's like. I went to Luke Holmes, everyone knows that, a while back, and there was a song list that came out, and he didn't really follow that. So it's like, you're telling me, because on the song list... Um, set lists always change, yeah, depending on set the list, crowd. I call and the song list. Um, I know. It's just like, you got to play Saturday night. It's The concert's literally set. Yeah. I, I know. They legit made the song play on Saturday. If it's so not, if the it's set not, list didn't have that name on there, I'm like, come on. like Yeah, well, they, I don't think they played on a Saturday, so I don't know. I could be wrong, though. So, yeah, we'll see. Great point. Great point. So, yeah, I think I think it'll be there. I agree. Okay, a couple more things. Uh, Wolves hired new assistant coach Rick Dorval, um, who's spent the past eight years um, with the Hawkesbury Hawks Junior A team in the CCHL. Um, and he is the reigning coach and GM of the year for that league. Um, so congrats to him. He is originally from Sudbury, moved uh, to Ottawa when he was three. So he's coming back home, as uh, the title from Ben Leeson says. Also, um, because the reason he got hired is uh, Zach Stortini, Stortz, as uh, many people know him, is uh, moving on to the AHL. So congrats to him on on moving on up. I think... Uh, won't be surprised to see him in the NHL uh, coaching someday. Starts is I would I gotta be the most ultimate players coach I'd imagine. So and I hope uh, we can get Starts on one, one of these days to chat. So congrats. Um and those are my bio steel performers. Top, you got anything? No, oh, well done. To the weekly lift. So uh like we mentioned, uh we'll be playing in a golf tournament and it is the Paladino Auto Group Classic for Neo Kits. Uh, tournament so it's a huge golf tournament usually at the Idaho but they're at Timberwolf this year um, Tom and I last minute entries we're playing with Frank Enzel uh, shout out Frankie the best and uh, and Chris Clark will be uh, a part of our group too so you can say that's a hell of a group um, and hopefully we go alone nothing I'd love scramble, no? 
Yeah, it's got to be scramble. I don't even know the format. I, yeah. I literally, it has to be four man. Yeah, I think so too. So hopefully, uh, hopefully we go wild there and uh, and go low. Um, let me uh, read some things uh, for you about this. So um, there's a, a whole bunch of going on here, folks. It starts at 12 o'clock. Let me read to you. Uh, what I got here about the tournament. So, Vince Paladino, the Paladino Auto Group, and the Paladino family take great pride in hosting the Paladino Auto Group Golf Classic for Neo Kids. It's the sixth uh, edition of the tournament, and they have a shotgun start at 12 p.m., like I mentioned, at Timberwolf, with more than 30 teams with people coming from all over Ontario. The annual golf tournament is to raise funds to support the health of children in Northeast Ontario, keeping them close to home when advanced healthcare is required. We have been fortunate to, sorry, Paulino Auto Group has been uh, fortunate to surpass their fundraising goals each year, having raised over $600,000, Tom, 600K since Vince took over the tournament from his longtime friend, Brian Savage. Shout out, Savvy. Along with the tournament, Vince, Melissa, and the Paladino family personally donated 500K in November of 2016. Hey, how are you? Uh, some stats here from Neo Kids, Tom. The Neo Kids Foundation raises funds to support the health of children and youth in Northeast Ontario. Funds are raised. The funds raised are used to help advance healthcare through the purchase of medical equipment, investment in capital, and other programs, advancing patient care for children, youth, and their families. Last year, 35,000 patients visited Neo Kids. Families in the area want to stay close to home, and we are, and Paladin Auto Group is able to provide. Uh, sorry, hold on. Families in the Sudbury area want to stay close to home and have uh, the quality of care available. All money raised uh, at this event stays here in Sudbury, which is great to support all sorry, to support Neo Kids facilities and other facilities such as children, treatment care, pediatric care, and research. And Tom, to boot, there's a live auction after, and you want to hear what's in this auction, Tom. I, I, you want to talk about to. the cash getting thrown around to Neo Kids? Let's talk about it. Four-floor Raptor tickets and hotel stay at the Ritz-Carlton Toronto donated by Rooster and Workforce Planning. I don't know what, Tom, can you get... Let let's get give me the prices. Let's see. Guess your your winning uh your winning bet on the floor. Yeah, is there with a game the Ritz, with the Ritz? Yes, it's a game. I know, but like opponent, none of that. Eh? They don't have the opponent, but they it's Ooh, at the Ritz. It's gotta be three grand at least. Yeah, I would say. I would say it's ten. Almost. Yeah, I would say it's touching ten. I would say like fifteen hundred a ticket. Yeah, you know yeah. what? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, 85-inch Samsung Smart TV donated by Biancos. 2000 as well. Okay. Camping package valued at over $3,500 donated by Rico and Mid-City Motorsports. A P2000 generator, Polaris 60QT cooler, free freestyle, four freestyle rocking chairs, four camping mugs, and a foldable table. So I think it will go more for more than $3,500, my opinion. Um Tom, here we go. Two platinum leaf tickets. I think Tom's gonna be dropping some cash. <laughs> what who do you gave, got for that? Who gave those ones? I don't know. Okay. Oh god. At least twenty five hundred. Okay. Two thousand twenty two Suzuki D 
<laughs> Z90 ATV donated donated by Subby Boat and Canoe. I don't know how much those are worth. Thirty grand. I don't even know either. Ooh, I, I think a little bit less than that, but okay. Yeah, you know what? Probably fifteen. Paul Coffee autographed Edmonton Oilers jersey donated by Skinner's Edge. That's a couple thousand be. bucks at yeah, least. Yeah, sure. Nick Lidstrom signed Detroit Red Wings jersey donated oh by God. NHL versus Docs. At least ten. He's the, the arguably top three D of all time. Like round of golf at Ovenbird Golfing Club, uh, golf club with Vince. Priceless. That's why this is priceless. <laughs> Vince gonna come play. <laughs> <laughs> What do the winners get? Is that a, is there a prize for <laughs> Pat on the back? You got a 2022 uh, pa- uh, Tom Honda. and there's still more. Okay. Full detail and ceramic coating for your vehicle donated by Yes Buddy. <laughs> a lot. Okay, I'll just I'll just rip through the rest of the Tommy. Just I think we'll agree it's all a lot. That's good though, because that's gonna raise the uh oh the goal my up. god. Yeah. Two retail tints from John at First Rate Auto Glass. Bold winterization package, including detail, wrap, and one year of storage at Subbury Boat and Canoe, which Vince uh, just recently purchased. Hey, how are you? Travis <laughs> Matthews golf shirt at $100 and $100 gift card donated by Reg Wilkinson's menswear. And a 2185 stunning chair from Jen Reich at Digs and Dwellings. You want to talk about loaded? Holy! That is what I'm talking about. That what is I'm gonna what I'm gonna do time. tomorrow when we get there. The live auction of, for no the live take, auction. Take a line of credit. No, the live auction for the Leafs tickets. I'm gonna bid like 500 and then like throw the paper out and then put the paper out at the end of the night because like when all the auctions are closed, you're like, yeah, I got them for 500. <laughs> Run away, throw the paper. No, I'm oh. kidding. That, those are great. Those are great prizes not even prizes phenomenal phenomenal yeah. what do you i wouldn't even call those prizes i'd call them like i don't even know what gifts yeah. christmas yeah christmas for real at a price though tom um, yeah but it's price. all going to charity which is all for the kids that's all for the kids um okay let's move on to some nojhl news uh tom the espanola express have officially changed their name and logo and branding to the Espanola Paper Kings. A lot of people that I've talked to don't like it. I like I it. absolutely love it. And for you to love, love it, it, they must have done a good job. Paper Kings, I didn't know what express. I don't know if it tied into Espanola. But Paper Kings, the paper mill, that's legit what Espanola is known for. The logo, I think, is sick. So... I'm a huge fan of Paper Kings. It's like Almi- it's like the Almira Sugar Kings. I think this is a wicked name. I hope the jerseys are nasty. And uh yeah, I'm a big fan of Paper Kings. Like that is yep. a, a good name. You do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Not much else to say. I think literally I get your, like, your thoughts yeah. on the name. Well okay. I didn't really even mind Espanola Express before. Like and that honestly- one pulled off the tongue while it was nice. I'm trying to think of any other team in the, in the league that would change their name or like give them a rebrand right now. But you know what? Subbury Cubs. I'm, I don't really like. Well, the Rapids suit French River. You know what? Paper Kings is good because. I like Kirkland Lake Gold Miners. I think it's a sick name. 
Hearst Lumberjacks. <laughs> yeah, I think they all tie in. Timmons nice Rock. And, yeah, yeah, no, I, I I do really like the Paper Kings. I'm not just agreeing with you, though. Seriously. Yeah. But I didn't really think they needed a, a rebrand, but maybe I, that organization I, thought I, they did. So Yeah, yeah, made a little face. Let's we'll see. So I love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Tom, we have a cat update. Ba ba ba. We have a oh cat update. Cat update. Cat update. Tom, how about this? Have a day, Jim. There Let's is a a proposed multi million dollar studio to be built at uh, the cat location. Let me just. Uh, <laughs> so it's called Freshwater Production Studios. I mean, hey, BTB can get a a studio. Uh, we're all in. Thank you very much. Um. Let me read uh, to you about this. The plan would see a $36 million, 116,000 square foot studio built on vacant land off the highway, right where the KED was supposed to be. Um, it said that this kind of studio would attract more TV productions in the 30 to $40 million budget range and would help drive business to some of the smaller studios already operating in Sudbury. So, I mean, very interesting. It looks like it's happening. The plan is to begin construction as early as mid two thousand twenty three. Wow! And a door and opens a door and sorry, moves mid two thousand twenty three and open the doors in the next two years. So around twenty four, maybe twenty five. Okay. But like everyone has said, everyone has said, I'll believe it. When I see when it, I see it. Yeah. you don't see the city putting too much of a, of a grape about this, which is good. What's that one building that you guys sent in the group the other day? That's going by Wacky Wings. Yeah, that's the uh, Junction East project. Yeah, we talked that's about that. that looked, I looked into that. I'll believe it when I see it, or is that like for sure happening? No, that one's supposed to actually happen. The thing is, is if you want to build the arena downtown, like we've mentioned, where do you put it? Where's the parking? Anyways, I digress. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to give you an update there, Tom, on uh, Thank you. on that. Okay, uh, let's keep going here. Um, honestly, no, because I if if I if I rebuttal you, you're just gonna keep going. Like honestly, you I said know, it perfectly. I'm, with I believe it when I see it, because yeah. like, yeah, absolutely. Um, on a sadder note here, and it's something that like. With the cat, I'm equally as passionate about. It's getting Highway 400 done. Like thousands of people, I, everyone that listens to this podcast has driven to Toronto one day from Sudbury, from the Sioux, whatever. I don't know if the Sioux you come through Suds. Um, yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, <laughs> there's a two lane stretch that's still there. And during the winter, during any time, it's still a scary stretch of highway to get Girl, through. It's like, it's like once you hit it, it's like, you're like, just, okay, let's get through this. And then it's smooth sailing, which is, which is like, this was supposed to be done in 2015, Tom, 2015. It was supposed to be four lane all the way over. And why I mentioned is that as someone, I believe who's um, coming back from boots and hearts got in an accident and someone passed away on that same stretch. Jesus. And this has happened so many times on this highway. So many times. And still, still, for some reason, so do, we, we don't no know the reason. Eh? Like, 
it's just it, it. I don't know. It's been taking time negotiations on when is like it's 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 mind-boggling. It's just seven very years. Small, seven years. Slow moving. Um, I there's parts of it that got done confirm, though. Chin. Yeah, hold on. Sorry, sorry. I can't confirm if it was someone coming home for boots and hearts, but it was it was that night. It was the it was uh right before Shania Twain. I think so. So Sunday night. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's frustrating. We sit here, we talk about things like this, um, with stuff that can already be done and help people. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's very frustrating. It's sad. It's sad to report news like that, but it's like, man, that's just how far behind. Like, let's get it done, man. Like this is crazy. Like people again and it, it's, time it's on not and it, yeah it's not even just to like get it done to have like the two lanes so you can get to toronto faster because that's what everyone says like oh, once it's double lane you can rip 130 135 but it's like no it's honestly to keep people safe because like you mentioned two lanes it's two lanes chim all the way to ottawa and that still blows my mind too for the whole time you have the last 45 minutes before you get to the canadian tire center yeah that's yeah. double lane yeah Doing that, what I used to do in the winter, is just crazy. Okay, it's crazy. You know what I mean? It's just, you know, it should be double lane. It shouldn't even be. You it, shouldn't even consider it be a problem, highway when there's two lanes. And the problem is, it's the, these highways are so old and everything is evolved, but the highways yeah. haven't. So it's just old highway with new cars. You know, people going fast. It's, it's not good, but it's something we had to t- have to talk about. Like this is, it's ridiculous. Um, so, you know. It, it's it's time to get this done, get to work on it. Let's get it done because, you know, I just hate seeing news like this on stuff that should be fixed. Like this type of stuff shouldn't be happening that often anymore. It happens all the time. It's ridiculous. Um, but anyways, let's, uh, let's keep going uh, here on to a little bit of a lighter note. Tom Mason hijacked uh, the podcast yeah, uh, I know. After you won the four packs, so it's our time to to recap four club challenge. Um, I will start off by saying that you don't need a putter for four club challenge. Putter, you, you don't need it all. I think all you guys should just retire your putters, especially JP Reigns. I've never seen yes. JP yeah. Reigns. I I've played with JP a few times, and his putter solid. But his four iron that day was on another level. He was draining bombs, bombs, making putts from everywhere with the four iron. It was ridiculous. He played the round of his life with four clubs. Tell me how that's possible. And Tom, is that not what we said, though? We said someone is going to shoot better than they actually do. Yeah, and that's what, yeah. JP did it. I mean, Mace basically did it. Mace had a birdie on nine. I had a par on six. All things considered, I consider that a birdie. Like, so it was. It was fun. Um, yeah, I would say it was. It was a ton of fun. It sucked to to play not very good, but um, Mason was dialed. Like, yeah, he had that. The driver did putter. benefit him though. I think it died a while too, especially. You know, he was able to throw a wedge in his hand a little bit more often, and yeah. No excuses from us. We no, no. We, I played we pretty were, well, we and I just had one hole. bad hole. I yeah, did exactly, exactly. So, yeah. um, and Mates made a birdie on nine. What are you gonna do with that? Yeah, that's ridiculous. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, 
him coming on hijacking the show whatever he can have he can have that win you can have his moment for sure he can have his moment everyone that voted for you might be might be a little upset though and i have to answer and i have to i hold myself accountable um (laughs) i hear some of the golf if it wasn't my for my two iron shank on on five i would have been in it the entire time but that ruined it and uh mace got hot that's all i can Mm -hmm. say Mm mm-hmm but if we played on the back nine, Mace would have choked because 17, 18 are not as, uh, as holes. He's, he's terrible when it comes to them. And under pressure. Yeah. I thought we let the chirps fly. It was fun. Zach was electric. Zach Matheson, Chris Ketriotti came to say hi. Your dad was amazing. <laughs> the best is when you pumped it into the water on nine. on nine. And on the Paul, line, and, yeah. and Paul Blaus goes, is it in the water? And, like, Tom, and Tom goes, yeah, definitely. Like, come on. He walks by him on the like you can't see that like, it's in and the he's water. like while I'm commentating and Tom go and Tom looks at me and goes so annoying man so annoying <laughs> it is so. Chip you would be annoyed if that was your dad too come on yeah no I, I knowing he's a golfer it's not like he's never watched a sport before that it's going directly towards the water clearly not long enough to make it yeah. over because I had a three wood okay I don't disagree it's don't his little disagree. comments like that yeah. He's, but he's we're good we're good yeah absolutely um all right so that that's basically racks up the four pack i mean we're on Congrats the amazing yeah we were getting uh yardages for all the boys and of course that was with our pin rangefinder um if you haven't checked out the pin rangefinder go do it now it's unbelievable um on our website you can go behind the bench call you slap uh you scroll down you hit the link you get an auto 10 percent off I pinned the Prism, which is their new rangefinder. It's electric. It comes with soap technology, USB-C charging cord, pin lock vibration, 60-round battery life, battery life, auto-optimized display, and a built-in magnet for your absolute convenience. It comes in six different colors, Carolina blue, green, red, pink, plank, pink, and black. Get them now, the best range, rangefinder on the planet at half the price of a bush now. Stay locked in, stay pinned. And let me tell you something, Tom. Let me tell you something. Pin is doing something great. It's called For the Kids. They're donating all the rangefinders to For the Kids USA. What you can do, folks, if you want to trade in your old rangefinder, you get a wicked deal on the rangefinder on top of our percent, uh, our 10% discount. You can't beat it. So go get the pin rangefinder. We love them best in the game at the best affordable price and with that folks we're going to send it off to our interview with osfl champions from the jv spartans steve sola and zidane allen qb running back combo of the century great guys and i will tell you mount rushmore our top four funniest interviews we've ever had maybe number one enjoy all right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a pair of champions joining the podcast today. Now, when you think of legendary QB and running back combos, there's Philip Rivers, LaDainian Tomlinson, Troy Aikman, Emmett Smith, Russell Wilson, and Marshawn Lynch. Well, folks, add another combo to that list. And remember it, folks, Steve Sola and Zidane Allen join us after winning the OSFL championship for the JV Sebri Spartans. Welcome and congrats, boys. How we doing? 
Thank you. Pretty good. Yourself? Doing good. Doing good. Zidane, how we doing, brother? Oh, you know. Hey, you know, we're doing good. <laughs> he, just, he just took the money they won from the championship, and he's in San Fran. He's I in San get, Fran right now. I can't get over this background. <laughs> we'll have to clip this right off the hop. No, uh, no. There you go. He turns it off. No. <laughs> he got scared. Uh, I love it. Okay, boys. Well, let's get off. Let's start off. What a week it's been like uh, for you guys. We'll start off with Zidane, and then we'll go to Steve. How, how are we feeling after this week? I feel great, honestly. Seeing everyone come out to practice, working their butts off, including the coaches, like the amount of faith that they have in our team is honestly ridiculous. And seeing the progress that we've made throughout the season and seeing it pay off in finals like that is just something that I can't even explain. Love that. Love that. Steve? Oh, I got to agree with Z as well. But uh, my favorite part so far has got to be all the hassle with what the rings are going to look like. Okay. I, 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 I kid you not. I've had 16 people text me and I'm like the middleman between the coaches and the team. And they keep asking me what these, what are these rings going to look like? When are they coming in? So like, th- this is even more hectic than what it was preparing for the finals. It's <laughs> uh, a good problem to have. I love that. 16 oh, yeah. people. You must be busy throughout the day and getting back to all those guys. Oh, I don't, yeah. even, I don't even know 16 friends. <laughs> it's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> oh man. Well, good stuff. Well, those rings are are well deserved, boys. That's uh, it's unreal. I came to watch the semifinals when you guys uh, rolled over Peterborough, and uh, right off the hop, I saw the duo. I mentioned it to Desi, and holy, you boys can play. So uh, it was fun to watch. But obviously, let's talk about the finals. What a game it was! Uh, we'll start off with Steve, and then we'll go to Zidane. How was it playing the final in London, away from home? And what was the feeling like? And and just take us through through the game from prep to the final two minutes uh well warming up it's like it, you're on a road right it's a big like big field a lot of people are there it's, it's a different experience a lot of people had a lot of nerves it's like going through you're just trying to do like act like it was right this field's the same size as the one at james jerome you just got to act like you're playing at home like just act like you've been there before but uh prep was fine but then that first quarter was brutal not just for me the entire team i'd say i threw two picks in the first quarter so it wasn't the best opening to a game I've had. It was just like lots of nerves, like seeing this team for the first time, you know, seeing how big some of their players were, seeing the defense they ran. You just a lot, lot of nerves. But like after, after you like get that first hit, I like to say, like after you get like laid out that first time you're in that game, the second and third quarter were a breeze. We even took the lead uh, before half. But then the fourth quarter rolled around and uh, three of our four starting wide receivers ended up getting hurt and done for the game. So we had a couple turnovers. I threw another pick, which kind of gut-wrenching pick. They brought it back to the one, scored off of that, took the lead. And then right after that possession, we get the ball back, hand the ball off to Z, and he fumbles for another touchdown for the defense. No so just a lot, a lot of mistakes, a lot of turnovers that kind of like put the game into the ground. And now we're down by like six or seven at this point like eight minutes left. Like we even had to bring our safety, Paulo Grossi, in on at wide receiver because everyone was hurt. But then, as usual, two minutes left, big, big comeback, uh, big throw to Paulo, and then the game-sealing touchdown for Z. Yeah. All I got to say is the nerves just got to us. That's all I got to say. Yeah, no no doubt. But it, obviously, you guys turned it around when you had to. Zidane, what, what was it uh, like for you? Obviously, you know, you didn't throw three picks, but you did fumble one. So <laughs> let, let's, let's, uh, let's hear it from you. Honestly, it was really insane, like, I was more set on, like, taking in the stadium, taking in the sights of, like, the university. 
and yeah. also like the field like because I've never been to a field like that and it was also like one of my first like big games other than high school so it was really cool like to have that experience and seeing like the amount of people the crowd like the stands like I was just taking in more of the sights but as soon as it start as soon as game stuff game time started I just started getting nervous sweaty palms the jitters like nothing was going right I was just shaking all over the place and then I saw their team and it just like I'm a person where if you talk trash it only makes me better and it makes me work harder and makes me want to hurt you even more so when they were talking trash it only made me want to go even more but after a while it just you get to your you get in your head like Steven threw those picks and I was like I understand he didn't mean to but it was like that was just like bringing us down bringing us down I tried to bring us back up as a team and then I got the ball and I fumbled and then that brought me down to a whole nother level. <laughs> and then I saw one of my buddy, Carson Hughes, get absolutely laid out helmet to helmet. And that was brutal. Like that, like took me out of the game mentally. And I swear the only person that brought me back is Steven, my dad and my two coaches and my mom. And that's the only reason I went back in that game because I was in tears. I was done for, but I went out because really? I knew I had one more chance. Wow. That's nuts, boys. That, that's crazy. Obviously, the boys got banged up too. It's and and it's similar to hockey too, or stuff. When when you see your, you know guys go out like that, like how much how much more motivating is for you to to go out there and battle for those guys that can't do it? What what's it like? You know, how, what's that feeling like for you, boys? Well, after I saw that hit on Carson, oh, like that worst hit, like no penalty called, like pure helmet to helmet on that like yeah. should have been 25 yard penalty he should have had like a like misconduct he should have been kicked out and after I saw that I the kid who hit him was on defense so after I saw that I was just trying to go at that kid like that mm. first handoff to Z was a sweep to that kid's side and of course Z has to cut in and he ball gets knocked out but like <laughs> just go like going and like even like one of our other slots Connor Campo after the play's done someone cleats him right on the shin that's oh, why he was out for the game so yeah. they were just playing dirty Jaden Delaney my favorite wide receiver to throw to get gets a 10-yard pass as he's getting up someone stomps on his foot might have broken it like just playing dirty and then that's all brutal. the all the smack talking before the game like one of their corners even posted a TikTok about us like uh -huh. it was just brutal so like that only fed me more like sure I was missing these key guys but it fed me even more it made me pissed off like as, same with Z when I get pissed off I played better yeah so this you just got to go out there and like just got to avenge them you know yeah no doubt it seems like the trash talk was nuts was that the most trash talk you guys yeah, took all, all year oh yeah it wasn't even close oh yeah 100 percent yeah and we Trust me, even if you ask Desi, we love when teams talk trash because it only oh, yeah. makes us Desi probably loves and, it too. Oh no, he loves it. He feeds off it. Oh, and did we tell did we from. did we tell you guys what the coaches did at uh Thursday night practice? No, let's hear it. So they commented on one of the TikToks saying uh Sudbury is gonna lose a hundred percent. It's a fluke that they made it here. They played the same team three times. They posted like they cop photocopied a hundred pages of these and put them all in the locker room. Wow. Like I, so they just had them taped on the wall, on the floor, on our bags and stuff. So like just that type of stuff, just feeding off that motivation that right. pissed everyone off at practice. Okay. Wow. Oh. I love it. So you boys were going into it. Okay. Okay. Oh, yeah. But besides the trash talk and all these guys being, I'm going to call them lunatics. Like how did actually Vaughn compare to like the division teams you guys played all year? Like, honestly, I to get to that Vaughn point. Was... They had, they had to be pretty good. Right. Yeah. Vaughn was one of the toughest teams we've played 
But honestly, it wasn't like they were a good team and you have to respect they were a good team. But mm-hmm. the only thing that kept them in the game is like, w- like we kept them in the game. They right. weren't All like the mistakes, best yeah. team we've played. And we weren't the like we were definitely the hardest team they played, but we only gave them chances, and that's why they were the close. The score was that close because we kept on giving up chances on drives and stuff, fumbling the ball, throwing picks. Like we brought them into that game. If we played our A game, they would have never got that close to us. Like their offense, pass. their their offense might have been one of the worst we've played all season. Wow. Okay. So they're they're just our mistakes is what fed them to stay in the game. Like I don't throw two of those picks and Z doesn't fumble, we're winning by twenty. Right. Like gotcha. that's that's it's just our own mistakes that kept that game close. Right, for sure. And that's just the you know the nerves of the final. And but now you boys got that under your belt and you're able to to come through. Obviously, you guys go on to feel like you mentioned with a chance to w- win the game. What was the mindset? What was Desi telling you boys and and the rest of the coaches, Coach Alex and uh, Coach Kyle? What what was the message to you boys, what was the mindset and on the field with about a minute over a minute and a half left? Well, uh, so I, I don't know if you guys watch, watch the live stream of the game, but uh, with three minutes left, Desi actually put me in on defense. Yes. To coach, yeah, try to get awesome. a stop. He put yeah. me in at safety. So after they missed that field goal, I'm running back and Desi like comes onto the field and stops me. And he's like, all we need is one play, Sola. They, they've given you all these opportunities. They missed the field goal. You got the ball at the 35 one play and we're back in this game and just like you said one play we're already down at their one yard line as he punches it in so just like he he was fired up he was like he's just telling me you need one play to get it get us back into this game just one and that's what happened love that love that and Zidane what what was it like for you heading on the field uh well right before like that three minute warning we had they kicked the ball to us and I saw just my buddy Carson get laid out and after that, I was done. Like, my, like I was just up all emotions. I couldn't get out of it. Like, I was in my head. Couldn't get out of it. And I was just in the back, like, under the tent. And my parents were in the crowd. And my dad would look at me, and he would call my name, and he'd look at me in the eyes and say, one more chance. One more chance. And that's all he would say to me. And then my mom would scream at me, one more chance. And that's all they would say. So I knew I had to go out there, put everything aside, and play for every single one of those boys on our team that has never given up on me throughout the season. And I knew I could not give up on them on the final game of the season. So I went out there, like Desi said, and I used, and I had one more play left, one more play left, and I scored. Crazy. Crazy. Had to, had to act like, I had to act like nothing in that game had happened, like a fresh game. Yeah. It was a 0-0 score. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know if the air conditioning's on the house, but I got goosebumps, eh? I know, man. All right. It's crazy, crazy. <laughs> Uh, Steve, was that play designed to get to Grossi or like, was it an adjustment? Uh, like, so run us actually, through that. I had forgotten my wristband because when I went to go play defense on the <laughs> sideline, I had forgotten my play sheet. Right. So my coach is so for the first play, I kind of, I called the QB draw. Cause like, I'm trying to put the team on my back. Right. Like <laughs> if I trust, if I trust anyone, it's me. Right. Like, I don't know if that's just me as a, like an athletic sports player. I, I trust me. I go up, I, I slip on the turf five or something. I'm like, that's not going to work. So my coach is yelling at me and he's giving me this. It's called a flash. It's a, it's a, one of our uh, formations. So he calls flash, but he didn't tell me what routes to call. So I decided to just put everyone on goes like a Hail Mary. And I told Paulo to run a post up the middle in between the two zones that their safeties were playing. So this is a new play we've never ran before, right? So we're going up, we're going up, we call the play. Paulo, wide open as I anticipated it, broke the tackle. 
gone. Gone, yeah, for 70 yards. So it wasn't it wasn't really planned. It was more of an audible that we made it because they they had, that was their prevent defense. They were expecting right. the Hail Mary ball. That's nuts, boys. That's crazy. What's it like, like memorizing these plays? Like, I feel like there's like a thousand <laughs> plays to memorize and, and reading defenses. Like, I don't know how you boys do. Talk to me. Talk to me on that. Like for, for quarterback, in my opinion, mentally, it's the toughest position in any sport. That's, that's my, cause I've played this. I played pitcher for, I played a bit of soccer. Like I've played a lot of sports, like th- just the mental game. You have to know what every single one of your receivers is doing what your O-line is doing, what you're supposed to do, what you're running back. And then you also have to know what the defense is doing. Because if you can't read the defense, guys are going to be popping out of nowhere. Like on that one pick, the third pick I threw where he returned it to the one, I thought they were playing a certain coverage and they played something completely different. I throw to what thinks going to be open, he picks it off. So just you, you, like the, the play memory isn't that bad. Like you get used to it after three, yeah. four months of just constant practice. But definitely reading the defense is the hardest part about the mental game of being a quarterback. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Zidane, what for a running back is it more just like finding the hole or, or making the hole yourself? Like what, what's that like for you? Most of the time when I'm going up, I ask Steven, like even before, like when the play is called, I'll ask Steven what the play is just to make sure in the count, because you know, sometimes you get a little anxious, you know, you forget, you forget yeah. where you're supposed to yeah, go. Yeah. So you ask. And then, so, but after that though, the ball's in my hands, I have so much confidence in myself. Like I understand, like I understand that, if I can't trust myself, I'm not going to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. So I look, I just have the ball in my hands, look around, trust the O-line, be patient. And so most of the time the hole develops in front of me. And yeah. if it doesn't develop in front of me, I go hit a kid. What can there I say? You there you go. There you go. <laughs> Love that. Simple game. Simple game. And, Simple and, game. Your, boy, and your boys, uh, and obviously you, you punch in the, the, the winning score on the one yard line um, after a big, uh, big catch by Grossi. And I mean, was that a play, you know, that you knew it was coming? Did you know the ball was getting in your hands? I, I feel like everyone, even on the YouTube stream, knew it was going to you. So t- talk to 100%. us. Well, yeah, on, on the one-yard line. Talk to us about it. 100%. I knew the ball was coming in my hands because, one, I know that Desi, there's guys like Desi has faith in everyone on our teams, but Desi has captains, and he expects every single one of us to be a leader and also not give up until that final whistle. And I knew that Vendy also had faith in me and Steven and he knew that we would find a way in no matter what the situation was we would find a way in and he knew that I was a strong strong enough runner and smart enough to get into the end zone because I knew our game depended on it so I knew the ball was coming and I knew I had to score and that's what I did love it love it man. one of the funny things about that last play so we brought in our jumbo package we brought in uh two of our D linemen to act as fullbacks for Z and since a lot of our receivers were hurt, the two receivers that are supposed to be in on the jumbo weren't in. We had 10 players on that final touchdown. Crazy. That's crazy. So they had, they had 12 guys loading the box, just ready to jump that. We only had 10 guys, and we still managed to punch it in. Man, that's nuts. That's good to know. Wow. That's stuff you don't pick up on when, when you're watching. Like I, I, I watch it. I had no clue. Um, so yeah, that's, I had no clue. And I was on, yeah, like, <laughs> I just found out now. I'm gonna, well, that's I'm why, that's why you're the running back today. That's why you're in the game. Back. I didn't realize, <laughs> in the game, I didn't realize that either until I went back and watched it. I was like, holy shit. Quinn and Cody left the field. They weren't oh, there. That's crazy, boys. Crazy. Um, next one I got for you, boys. Let's go with Steve, then Zidane. Uh, you guys put football obviously on the map, like, for Sudbury. 
How did it feel to get it done after a couple of years off because of COVID? Oh, amazing. So before uh, COVID happened, I played in Jomac. It's like the youth football program right. here in yep. Sudbury. Mm-hmm. And after that, it was just high school and Spartans. But after that two-year break, my freshman year of high school, I couldn't play football. I couldn't play Spartans. So after that two-year break, it felt so nice to, first of all, go undefeated in high school as a junior playing for varsity. That just felt amazing. And then putting Sudbury on the map, first time a junior Spartans team has ever won the OSFL junior championship. And I think it's the first time like Sudbury as a whole has won in like a cup, like a long time. Mm -hmm. So it just felt nice. And like, I even have a clip of an announcer saying like, it's nice seeing teams from all over the province being recognized for the way they play football. So just little things like that. Yeah. Love that. Zidane? Um, I didn't like personally, I used to be a soccer player coming from Jamaica and stuff. I played soccer with my dad and I played cool. rep for like most of my life. But uh, during that COVID time, like after COVID, my grade 10 year, I decided to start playing football for high school. And my I went to LaSalle and LaSalle didn't really have a good football program. Like they, they never won a championship. Like they won a championship, but it was their seniors and it was like 22 years ago. And the juniors never ever won. And we were the underdogs. Like teams were not expecting us to come out. But when I played, I was like my coach. I had a really good coach, Brandon Dugan. He kept on like teaching me little things as I played. But he just improved my game, game in, game out, practice, week in, week out. And I averaged four touchdowns per game in the high school season. And no team was expecting LaSalle to be that good. Yeah. And winning a junior championship, like with a school it's like of. LaSalle, it's unheard of with four touchdowns per game. It was crazy. And then I knew like I had a little something going so I had to stick with it and play summer ball and seeing like the team that we had like from either the vars- junior varsity like the varsity guys from the Wellen and the LaSalle kids coming together two championship teams that's just the best of every high school team in Sudbury like yeah. if you think about it that's a power force in itself yeah so I knew some we had something special yeah, no doubt. Talk about a good guy to have in fantasy, eh? Four touchdowns per game. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> Load up. No kidding. I, I wish we had a junior team, man. That would have been fun. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Um, but hey, varsity championship, nothing to shake a stick out there. No <laughs> quick plug. I I know where you're going with that. Um, <laughs> okay, boys. Obviously, you know, that's a huge win. Where do you think the JV Spartans, the whole junior football program can go here in Sudbury? What's your thoughts on that? Where, where do you think it could go now after you boys winning something big like that? Well, after this championship game, Sudbury like got a lot of recognition and a lot of the coaches were even talking about having like a U14, U16, U18 team. So just like expanding football as huge. a whole in yeah. Sudbury. And uh, this year we were put into the double A bracket because like this, we're not like, because last time we had a JV team, they didn't do so good. So we were in the double A and now like I've heard talk about us being put into the triple A bracket, like with the big boys. Yeah. So that, that, that's just amazing to see how this one team, this one championship team has just unlocked all these new doors for football in Sudbury as a whole. Gotcha. Gotcha. And Zidane? I think it's a, wait, I forget the question. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you think this does for junior football here? Oh, no, I think it really opens a lot of doors, as Stephen said. Like, no, and no other province in the city, in uh, Canada, or like Ontario as a whole, really respects Sudbury for football. And I only think that us winning is opening the eyes and showing every team that Sudbury is not a joke. We're here to play football. 
and we're ready to go at any time. Love that. Love it. Let me hold on. Let me back this up though. Zidane, you've only been playing for how long? Uh, high school. High school. One year. One year. One year. Yeah. Guys, come on. Are you joking <laughs> with? Are you joking with? Me? No. That's insane, man. Like what? Watching you, you couldn't tell. It's like you've been playing all your life, man. That's no, crazy. I've only been playing for one year. Oh man, the future! Wow, there's a lot of growing there. That's scary. That's scary that there's still if, a lot hey, of room to grow. Are you trying to recruit for your men's soccer team, Jim? Though, like, he, he I, I do probably kick I a mean, ball. Definitely, for sure, for sure. Definitely. Oh, I know. Need... I can definitely still kick a ball. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. No, trust me. I played in a soccer game yesterday. I went back love, to club. Love that. Love that. So yeah, we'll be in talks of that. Also, you know, St. Ben's. If you guys ever want to transfer to a good football school, you know, you go to St. <laughs> anytime, you know. But uh, or St. Charles, either or guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Let, let's uh let's talk about it a little more in the future, boys. Is football something you guys can see yourself pursuing into post-secondary? What's the plan for you? You guys have a lot of time left. What what's the plan for you for football going on here in the future? Well, uh, I've been playing football. This was my ninth or 10th season, like overall as football. So like, this is like my one true passion, my one true sport. And it'd be amazing to be able to go play like at like a higher level, you know, even college or even in the CJFL, right? Mm -hmm. Like just try, trying to get those scouts to notice you, you know, that'd be beautiful. Like playing, playing next level is my dream. Honestly, I have to add to say like making it like CJFL or even dream big, the CFL, that, mm -hmm. that's, that's the one goal. Love that. Love that. Sedin? I really hope post-secondary. And um, I've been getting a lot of notices from scouts and stuff. So I'm just stick, sticking, you know what I'm saying? Go to practice, work out, stay in shape. Then I get to leave in Florida to go play for Team Canada. So There you go. That's yeah. awesome, man. Well, That's if you don't have an agent, I'll answer your phone calls for you. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> for both of <laughs> you, actually. Yeah, yeah, no yeah. Got you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, absolutely. Stay on the straight and narrow, boys, because he, he, a lot of bright futures for sure. Um, but we'll move on to a little more general questions now about football. How would you compare summer ball to high school football? Is there a big difference? What What would you guys say? Uh, for me, during high school ball, I played with a senior team, so there there was quite the difference there. Like having those mentors. Like mm -hmm. the Carter, Will, Cooper, like all those guys, they were there to lead the team. They were there to mentor all of us, shape us, you know, turn us into a good football team. With summer ball, me and Z were the leaders. This is the first time it's kind of been like that. You know, you have to mentor these guys now. You have to become the leaders. And also just like summer ball was just on so much more organized and on a higher level because it's provincial, right? Mm -hmm. High school ball was only within the city. You know, the biggest games are at James Jerome summer ball we're practicing at james Stroman. we're going we're going to london we're going to you know we're going to clarington we're going to all these different cities to play so I, like i honestly prefer summer ball it's just it's that it's like that rep hockey feel kind of yeah. i never got to play rep hockey or hockey as a kid but i feel like this is what a traveling team would feel like cool yeah 100 uh i think it was i'm also forgetting the question again that's all good <laughs> well, I and mean, you've only played a year, but what what would you say? Like, do, do you see a big difference between high school and summer football? Ah, uh, yeah, summer football is like, I feel like it's more a bunch of kids just getting exposed to the game, whereas like um, summer football, you're we're all going out and we're all competing against different cities, and we're all like we're in there to win the chip, whereas school ball, it's like 
it's like guys that haven't played before that really just want to try it out and if you're good like you stay and you play but if you're not good then it's like you're not really upset or you're happy that you're just playing out there but i feel like summer summer ball is like a lot more championship focused Mm -hmm. and there's a lot more bonding going on Mm -hmm. like i feel like every single person on the team doesn't feel like we're just teammates we've made such a strong bond like we've become more of a family like even outside of football we did a lot of things together and i feel like that's just one thing that not every kid gets to have but should have yeah love it love that. and that that kind of leads me to my next question boys like what did you guys do away from the field to keep busy like you mentioned you guys are obviously family and pretty close <clears> group like were you guys hanging out like what were you guys doing to you know take your mind off football once in a while well, like, even, like, the days we didn't have practice, like, I got my a younger brother on the team, Nikki okay. Sola, so, like, yep. me and him and, like, Husey and all these guys, like, Tuesday, Monday, like, even after we're beat up, we don't have practice, we're going out to the field, we're still throwing balls, we're still putting in work, tomorrow, actually, me and Z are going to play a game of sevens with some other high school guys, so, like, just, just staying focused, like, on, like, this whole summer was just focused on football. Like even during school, you're mm-hmm. in class, you're just thinking about practice after school. You got a game Saturday, right? So yeah. it's just like, just staying, keeping your mind in the game, even on those off days, even after practice or after the games. Love it, love it. Well, I was gonna, I'll, you want, I was gonna go next year, Chen, but absolutely. Yeah, yeah, go for it. I wanna know now because me and Shmino boys, we obviously didn't play football growing up we played hockey Jim played a little bit of soccer I think he was a better soccer player than he was hockey but take us through like a game day for football like Steve you mentioned like you know even like the the build-up before a busy weekend Saturday Sunday like for me being a hockey player like we had some games Tuesday and like Thursdays during the week like run us through like what a game day for like a player is for football well so I'm just gonna go with a home game so usually games are around four know wake up early for any sport you know hydrate eat some food you get to the field after you get to the field you're just dialed in because you got one game a week like hockey you got like multiple two or three Mm -hmm. games a week this you got one game a week and there's not that many games in the season so every game you really got to give it your also you get to the field you got to get dialed you got to get warmed up you got to get like into your sense like z's got his airpods on just (laughs) walking around sitting on the bench like just looking like dialed in and the second you hit the field it's just like everything blanks out. It's just football, you know, like warming up, tossing balls, getting handoffs. You, you just got to stay dialed in. You, you guys got your own pregame rituals? Is that you yeah, guys? I was going to yeah, say. Let, let's get into it. Let's hear it. Let's hear it. Z, take, uh, take off with it. Uh, so me personally, <clears throat> I like to start my mornings off, you know, wake up, have a little food, water, hydrate. <laughs> but during game days, I don't like to do much. I like to sit around and just like, you know, focus on football listen to music and as i show up to the field i'll walk around talk to the coaches within like an hour and a half i'll walk in and then it's head down mouth shut not much talking playing some music just relaxing watching the other team seeing their what they're doing and then after that it's just all coach desi to be honest man comes in gives us an inspirational speech and that always gets every single person in that locker room fired up doesn't matter if we're at home doesn't matter if we're away. We could be all the way on the other side of the world, and that man would fire every single person <laughs> up in that locker room. Yeah, I could imagine that guy is full of full of quotes. One like, 
always seemed like he had a theme for each week, which I thought was pretty cool. Very smart as a coach. Um, yeah, no, he he's unreal. We'll talk about Desi in a second, but I'll let Steve talk about his pregame rituals. Uh, it's always it's always the same breakfast. It's a breakfast sandwich and a hash brown and a medium black coffee with two milk and a cream from McDonald's. Same thing you. every single day. <laughs> so I, sometimes I can't get it on. Some days I can't get it on the road, but you know, like when we're at home, yeah. And I know this sounds weird, but as a quarterback, like when I'm at home before I leave for the field, I always watch my highlights, like from the previous game, like just seeing what I did wrong, like what I can improve on, like just seeing the mistakes I made and try not to make those again that next week. And then when you get to the field, as Z said, you just dialed in, warming up, and then once Desi gives that speech. You're locked in. Love that. Love that. Zidane, you said you listen to your own music. Yeah. Is someone bumping tunes in in the room or is everyone doing their own thing? Oh, my <laughs> God. We have one person on our team. His name is Massimo Grossi. This guy has oh, a big speaker and is the loudest thing I've ever heard in my oh, life. Oh, it's crazy. It is it's crazy. ridiculous. You can hear from, like, the parking lot from James That's Jerome. unreal. Unreal. It's and, unreal. And is he oxing or who grabs ox? Oh, he's well, got ox. He's got this whole Jake. party. He's got this whole party, big party guy. He's got this whole playlist. It's the and big like, booty mix. Hey, the big booty oh, mix. Like, That's probably like, what if, it you, is. if you're in that locker room for too long, you're not going to be like hear people yelling at you when you're on your field. You're you are going to go deaf in that locker room. Like, <laughs> it's brutal. Oh, man. So what do you guys listen to? Like, is it? You can't be listening like that pump up stuff even after a win. Like you know, what's he playing post W? Like, do you guys have a win song? Is there? Yeah. Oh, Colt Forty (laughs) Five. That's such a good one. Real tune. That is a good tune. Yeah. That's the go-to. Love that. And pregame, what's like the go-to pregame personally for you guys? Dreams and Nightmares by Meek Mill. Gotcha. Really. Yeah. Oh, it's this one song. It's this. One. I always listen to the same song on the way there. It's this one song by the Beastie Boys. You got to fight for your right to party. Is that the one? No, I, that's a good one. It's this other one. Oh, what's Nikki? What's that one Beastie Boys song? I don't know, but it's a, there's this crazy <laughs> time where they're just screaming their heads off, and it just it gets you dialed up. I love it. Nikki chilling in the back. Unreal. He's on my bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That's awesome. I love it, boys. Tom, yeah, go. Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about practice now. Like, obviously, I know Coach Desi. I even know Kyle personally. Like, there's definitely some times where you guys keep it a little bit loose. So, like, how do you guys make practice, like, fun? Uh, well, Fridays, like before games, it's called special teams day. Like you're just getting like all like the formations, the plays right. down, like special teams kickoff, all that. So like the quarterback, the wide receivers, and the running backs, they usually you'd sit around and do nothing. Like sometimes you wouldn't even show up to practice, but instead like we're just running ones and twos with the guys. Like it's kind of like a little competition, like ego boost, like the receivers and the running backs, like going playing ones, like, oh, I locked you up or I lost him or whatever. So it's just like, kind of like keep, keeping the guys competitive on those loose practices, like just keeping them in the game. Cause you don't want to slack around and do nothing. Cause you only get six hours a week. So just like keeping them in, keeping them, you know, competitive, keeping them like playing football and just doing all that. Gotcha. Gotcha. This stuff today. you got anything to add to that? Um, personally on Fridays, I just like to get in Desi's head. Just like the church <laughs> of defense, you know, especially hey, on Wednesdays, man. I am talking so much trash to Desi. It's ridiculous. I'm in his ear letting him know what's up. 
Let oh, them know man. what's up. Just chirping them. I think we got to get you boys mic'd up or something for a practice. That'd be <laughs> oh, my God. That would be, <laughs> that'd be that'd electric. Go so well. <laughs> that would be electric. I love it. Obviously, boys, let, let's talk about your coaches. I mean, talk about a legendary staff. I don't think you guys could have had it better. Um, like we said, like t- talk to us about each of them. We'll, we'll start off, obviously, with the man, Coach Desi. Um, how, how has he been for your development as as a coach? And we, we've had him on twice now, and guy knows a, a ton of fo- about football. And obviously now winning a chip his first year as a head coach is unreal. So t- talk to us about Desi. What's he like? This, like compared to all the coaches I've had in my life, this guy is dialed 24-7. I swear to God, this guy goes to sleep with the film like playing or something. <laughs> like at like at practice, like we'll like we'll we'll torch him on a play, let's say. He'll next play, he'll send seven blitzers at me. Like this, this guy, he's most dialed coach I've ever had, always working to improve, always working for that goal on Saturday. Just crazy mindset. I I I just love the dude. Love that, love that. Zidane? he is honestly one of the best coaches I've ever had because he knows how to have fun, but he also knows when it's time to be serious. Best. And he always, always encourages the boys to be at the top they can be. And he knows how to get them angry so that they play even better. And it's amazing to see a coach <laughs> just get your, just get under the skin, you know what I'm saying? Because if you get under your skin, that's when you're playing the best. Yeah, no kidding. No Players kidding. coach. He's a player's coach. I love that. Um, you guys remember like what, what's the best speech he's given you guys? If you had to rank one, any memorable lines, he had to be good before the finals. Oh, oh, I can imagine. Yeah. The finals was good, but the best one I'd have to say was the third game against Quinty. We were all in the locker room, like most dialed he's ever been. He gave this one speech. And at the end, he's like, we got to go. We got to kick this door open. And he had closed the door on his way in. I kid you not. He walked up to the door and kicked it wide open like no like everyone was so hyped up everyone started jumping everyone running out that in my opinion that was the best one cool is it eight i agree (laughs) that was the best one and well one that and also another one that really sticks out to me is the underdog the speech of the underdog he brought out this underdog mask and it was absolutely amazing (laughs) come on he brought out a dog mask a dog mask to practice (laughs) We Jeez. of course Philly fan, of course, yeah. Oh, that's, yeah. yeah, that's unreal, man. Oh, cool. I want well, my personal favorite. I wish I was in the room for all of them, but the exam one, the exam uh, speech he gave, one of my favorites uh, from what I've heard. So yeah, that's unreal. Um, and and Venderman and and uh, Presso, obviously, again, two great football minds. Um, talk talk to us about them. How they've been for you, boys. Well, Vendy was my high school coach this season, so me and him have already been close. I just love he he's he's the chill coach. He's not usually that dialed in. He's always making things fun, but you know if you get too out of place, he'll he'll crack you right back in. But yeah. just like he's fun to have, keep things loose, keep things exciting during practice and even game day. Like in the finals, we're down that last uh, drive. Uh, you see a clip of me walking to Desi. He's like pointing to my face, like shaking me, and Vendy taps me on the shoulder. Yeah, go out there, make that pass. Like. Yeah. He's just the chill one. And then Prezi, he was my QB coach this year. Yeah. He's he's the youngest coach. He's like 22 or 23. Funniest guy I've met. He's <laughs> always cracking jokes. Always, you know, just talk. He's, he's like one of the players, honestly. That's all I got to yeah. say about him. He's one of the players. Z, you must like him. He used to talk smack in hockey. I'm, I know he's going to be listening to this, but he uh, he probably taught you a couple chirps. Oh, no, I love 
Pesto, man. I love Pesto. <laughs> this is trust me, every practice you'll see me and him walking around. We're just we're attached at the hip, but it's nice to have a coach that's like near your age yep. and has played the game like near you because the tips and tricks they've learned within the rule book, they can pass down to you. So it's kind of nice to have that coach that's like near your age that's young. Mm-hmm. And also you like get along with them, not just in football, like in re- like real life and stuff, yep. situation and stuff like that. So it's nice to have a coach like that. Yeah. And Vandy, man, he's just always been there for me. Even in tough yeah. situations, he's always had faith in me. And even when I don't have faith in myself, he always puts the ball in my hands and tells me, go score a touchdown. You know what you have to do. Yeah. Love that. That's awesome. That's good stuff. Um, okay. Let's move in now to our, our fast five here. So it's five rapid fire questions. Whatever comes to the top of your head, let it rip. We'll go for each round. We'll go Zidane, then Steven, and then we'll go, and we'll go that for, for the whole time. All right. We'll uh, send yep. it off to Tom. Let it rip. Okay. Who is your favorite NFL player currently? Marshall Lynch. Is he still in the league? I don't know. I think he's retired. I let's think go, he retired. No, let's go. Let's go. Favorite NFL player ever. How about okay. that? Okay. We'll go yeah. ever. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I got to go Tony Romo. Oh, okay. I'm a Cowboys okay. fan. Cowboys fan. Yeah, I listen. I am a Cowboys fan as well. It's like liking the Leafs, Tom. It's it's <laughs> it's don't compare football to the Leafs. What the Dallas Leafs is, is the Leafs. Dallas, Dallas is, is the Dallas Leafs. Is the yeah, Leafs. Dallas is the Leafs. Money yeah. talks. Oh yeah. Okay, there, Marshawn Lynch <laughs> crushing Skittles on the sideline. I see you. I see. No, I actually do. I actually do. <laughs> oh man. Okay. Uh, Second question. Dream travel destination. Anywhere in the world, where do you guys want to go? Okay. Uh, split in Croatia. If you were to be professional in any other sport other than football, what would it be? Soccer. Baseball, because I've played baseball. Okay. I've played soccer. So. This <laughs> might cause some chirping. We'll see. What's your favorite Netflix show? Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Oh, 100%. What? 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100%. 100
And yeah. If no if U18, they, you'll be playing with the big boys, I'm assuming? Got it. Probably. <laughs> it's either that or it's it's uh, like going out to camps and stuff like that, just grinding and stuff like that. Gotcha. Okay, well, hopefully that, that happens for you, boys. All the best, uh, boys. All the best. Congrats on the big championship. You guys are doing big things. Won't be surprised seeing you boys uh, playing post-secondary or wherever you go. So um, I think it's just to start for you guys, obviously, you guys got a, a lot of room to grow and get better, which is crazy to say because you guys are, are phenomenal off the hop. So uh, congrats with everything. We'll, uh, we'll always keep cheering you on. And thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Thanks, boy. Thank you. Appreciate the opportunity. Hey. And that was the interview with Steve Sola and Zidane Allen Tom. Yeah, just you can tell uh, they're just two great friends. Obviously, they got closer from playing the sport, but they were just funny. They were making us laugh. They made our job a lot easier, to be honest. Jim was just like a laid back conversation, like they all are, but this one was like a little different. Um, I think the craziest part of that whole interview was. Um, Z played football for a year, Jim. He's only played you, football for a year because he was playing soccer before. Yeah, like to be like to be able to pick up a sport and be that good at it after only a year is like you just know you're naturally gifted. So, um, I'm so happy for Desi, the staff, Sudbury football as a whole. Um, never obviously really played the sport, but I knew it was pretty big when my brother was in high school. There was always big rivals between, you know, St. Charles or even St. Ben's, you know. So it's just like almost got a, like a little bit of football feel back in Sudbury. Obviously, it's not the same from the high school level. So hopefully, uh, you know, teams coming up uh, can continue to, you know, bring championships back to Sudbury. It's just honestly, it's like it's great to have another sport here. Like to me, it always felt like it was either, you know, basketball for high school sports or like. Hockey, obviously, we have the AAA and whatever else. But, it, like, nowadays, these kids brought football to, you know, be well-known in Sudbury. So, kudos to them. And so happy for Desi as a first-year coach, obviously, to bring a championship, too. So, Yeah, I think um, the football. It's always been around, Jim. It's been around but... football. Men's football has been pretty big in Sudbury. But youth footballs, like, there's been Joe Mack, but we haven't had, like, much success in youth football. Mm-hmm. And the boys got it done. It makes you want to go watch now, though, yeah. right? Now yeah, that absolutely. they have this credibility. So. They're exciting. Um, exactly. It's it's uh, it's awesome to hear. And the the kids could talk for days. They, they were hilarious. Um, I think Desi I, I gave them uh, – Desi's going to love this one. I think he gave them media training. They're pretty no good kidding. at answering questions. Yeah, no, De- Desi, uh, Desi's done a great job with the Mashallah message after, and he, and he loved it. So shout out Desi. I'm sure he'll uh, he enjoyed that interview for sure. Great kids, uh, you know, bright futures. Hopefully we see him playing uh, post-secondary sometime. Uh, all right. Let's go, Tom, to the Quirnies. Would you rather? And before we get into that, let's talk to you about Quirnies. They are the legendary family business. They've been serving Sudbury for over 45 years. QOP offers all things office supplies and more they are locally driven customer focused and offer everyday low prices that are affordable and offer the best quality next day delivery is a guarantee can't find that anywhere else folks visit their store at 67 downtown or online at www.quarnies.com go check them out quarnies love them tom okay i got one two five of them i was gonna say six of them but five would you rather questions okay 
Okay. Would you rather dine alone or watch a good movie by yourself? Now think about this one, Jim. Like how many good movies have you seen that you're just like, you can't talk to a friend about it after because it was just like so good, but like you watched alone, you know? So we're talking about like going to the movies or we're going or we're talking about like watching on Netflix or something. Okay, so dining alone can mean either way. So let's just say dine alone as in going out to eat. You're going out to eat alone and then going to a good movie alone. Oh, man, that's hard. Yeah. I would do movie because it's dark and, you know, not many people can see that you're alone. Yeah. I would say you can hide out yeah. there and watch a good movie. And yeah, I would go. Yeah, I would go movie alone because dinners can you're out there alone people around looking at you like why is i'm I'm gonna go dine though because there's nothing better than watching a really good film i'm just thinking of top gun and then leaving and not being able to be like oh that part was so cool and like with nobody shannon with nobody okay yeah i hear that you know what i mean the uh the fomo kind of reverse yeah but the fomo of dinner too that's a hard one see i got you early there that was a good one okay you could go both ways okay would you rather work more hours a day but have longer weekends, okay? Or work fewer hours a day with more weekdays. If that makes sense. Mm, I would go work more during the week. Yeah. And longer weekends. Yeah, sure. no questions asked. Yeah, I think uh, if there's any chance to extend the weekend, I mean, I'm all in. Yeah, and think of the Finland, other side, though. Finland's got four-day work weeks. I, it's coming, Let's Jim. get to Finland. Let's get to Finland. It's coming or for us. I got a feeling. Yeah. I got a feeling. There's also another Ooh. virus happening, apparently, too. Did you hear about that? Six oh, plus. let's not talk about it. Let's <laughs> not talk about it. Let's not talk okay, about next question for you. Garbage. Would you rather have more money or more time? I think I've asked you this, but I want to get your answer again because I forget. More money, more time. Again, tough one. I think I, I don't know if I said it before, but if I had more time, I'd have more time to make money and mm-hmm. do, do all the things that I want to do. I'll go out for hell, but I'll go with more time. Okay. I'm going to go with more money. You could do a lot of, you know, cool stuff with a lot of money on a short period of time. You know, if you have like a yeah 20 year uh, window or whatever, yeah, yeah, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Would you rather talk like Yoda or breathe like Darth Vader for the rest of your life? Talk like Yoda. <laughs> I would talk. So? I, I would talk like Yoda because it's like intelligent. Like Yoda is like the master. So yeah. like when you're talking your own language, like people just need to be able to pick it up. I'm yeah. in on it. I'm in on it. You basically Breathe, already snore like, like Darth, Darth Vader. You snore like Darth Vader. So We're probably worse. <laughs> like a 10 year used lawnmower. Yeah, that's good. Okay. I'm going Yoda too. Last one I got for you, Jim. Would you rather lose all of the money you've earned this year or lose all the memories you've gained this year? Money. Yeah. Memories, man, are priceless. 
priceless. Well said. Put that on a t-shirt right yeah. there. Memories are priceless. Okay. That's all I got for you, my man. It's not like I made a million dollars anyways either, so. All right, let's uh I like good stuff, Tom. Those were th- stumpers. I had a I had to dig deep on those ones. Okay. Um let's go to uh the four pack. So it's just me and Tom doing the four pack today. Um and Tom's been begging to do this one for a while. So since Mace is in here, we're gonna do it. It's you guessed it, cereals. All right, Tom. Let's talk about uh let's do cereals here. Let's talk about it. Okay, am I doing first? Yeah, I'll let you go first. I'll let you go first, Tom. We'll just go one for one. Okay. There's no doubt in my mind. They're right. Frosted Flakes got to be number one. I disagree. Really? They may be the soggiest cereal. Yeah, but you get them. You crush it, dude, before they get soggy. And the, the sugar. Oh, my God. Dude. And, Jim, you just said that any cereal gets soggy, dude. I but not like frost flakes. Frost okay. flakes are like insta. Okay, what's soggy. yours? And this is good because it's a poll of one v one. It's ain't no four people in this. I'm gonna go. My favorite cereal of all time, Fruit Loops. Oh yeah, it gave me Fruit Loops all day. They are so good, so okay. good. Okay, this one's an easy one. Captain Crunch. Captain Crunch is amazing. <laughs> I do love Captain Crunch. <laughs> you know, I know you do. I'm a big Captain Crunch guy. I will go with a cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, dude. Okay. Great pick. Wow. I was going to try to get that one a little later. I'm going to go Honey Nut Cheerios. I'm going all sugar here. Honey Nut Cheerios? Yeah. Okay, I don't hate it. I need that chill. Um, go sugar crisp. Oh, so good. <laughs> sugar crisp. I have one more, but I'm not gonna choose it because these ones are very good and I haven't had them in a while. Reese's Puffs. Reese's Puffs. Okay. Reese's Puffs, Tom. You ever had what? those? No, the little circle. Oh no, I have had them. I have had them, and literally they turn into like peanut butter milk. <laughs> the best. Um, I gotta go through. Uh, I have to go through some some cereals here because I I don't really have like Captain Crunch. Oh. Oh, Tom, light bulb, did light you bulb. ever forget one? I think I, I, I did. I know I did. Lucky charm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, there was nothing better than putting all the marshmallows away, like sticking them on one side of the bowl and hammering the, yeah. the cereal part of it. Yeah. I, I used to crush a lot of Cinnamon Toast Crunch, too. Oh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch was so good. That's another yeah. one. I just went Reese's because like I, this would have been hard with four people. Like, no, there's Rice Krispies. There's yeah. the K brand vector. Like we would have made Warflakes. it work. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a good one. Okay. Tricks. I'm excited. I'm excited to see what people. Okay. Uh, Give me the read again. So Tom went with Frosted Flakes at one, Captain Crunch at three, Honey Nut Cheerios at five, 
That doesn't make any sense. Reese's Puffs. That makes sense. And Reese's Puff. Yeah. Don't we, ignore we, the we, ranking. We went back and forth. We're good. I went Fruit Loops, Cinnamon Toast Crunch, Sugar Crisp, and Lucky Charms. Oh, this ever tight. <laughs> you can't there go you. wrong with either vote. Because our two heavyweights, Frosted Flakes and Oops. Captain Crunch for me, yeah, yeah. Fruit Loops, and I think your second best option would be, was your last one, Lucky Charms. Okay. You don't think Cinnamon Toast Crunch is a heavyweight? Nah. Yeah. But. <laughs> Dude, I love cereal, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> Nothing better than cereal before bed, honestly. Tom Hammer cereal. I haven't had cereal in a while, but. You're telling me, Jimmy used to play hockey. Coming home after an 8 to 10 practice, and you're starving. You just burnt. 600 calories, 700 calories. And you're yeah, not gonna cr- crushing cereal before bed like that. And you got the sweaty hockey mitt or glove still. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't hate you know? it. I don't hate it. I was a big, I'm a big fruit guy though. I love fruit. Oh my god, like I hammer watermelon. Like, it's no <laughs> yeah, business. Watermelon's so good, so good. What I like pineapple too. Swagging. Yeah, unreal. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that four pack, ladies and gentlemen was brought to you by Playmaker Hockey Academy. Yad Beljo and the crew there want to say thanks for taking care of us. Um, and they are one of our newest partners. It is one of the largest synthetic ice training services here in Canada. It's at Chumsford Arena. It takes up half ice. It offers, sorry, quarter ice. Um, it offers 15% resistance when skating, so you're really using those edges. Yada is always available for private and group sessions, and it's available for coaches and parents to rent as well. Playmaker Hockey Academy, go check them out. Something new here in Sudbury for training. We absolutely love it. Okay, Tom, on to we missed it. Tom, what have we missed? Uh, We're in absolute garbage time right now. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, Bill Russell passed away. A little bit of sad news yes. in the NBA. The best to ever do it for the Boston Celtics. Um, what else was I going to say to you? Oh, my God. You know what we missed talking about? And this is going to be bad because Mason's not here right now. The World Juniors, Jim. Oh, my God. We didn't bring up the World <laughs> Juniors. That's bad, saying... but we kind of get a it pass. It's the summer. Yeah. <laughs> summer World Juniors. Okay, come on. Doesn't come matter. on. Come on. Yeah, right. I saw a good interview from Ryan, Ryan Savage too. Red no Savage. one's at these games. Red Savage. Red Savage. I don't know why yeah. I said that. Uh, nobody's at the games. That's right. I I hope by like the semis and finals it gets a little bit busy. But who's going to Edmonton, other than family, in the middle of August? But I'll say this: I rather this than no no tournament. I think. Yep. I think it, it had to be done. Give these kids a chance. I mean, the only thing that sucks is. Like guys like Shane Wright, Owen Perfetti. Power. I don't know why they didn't play, but they're not playing. They don't want to get hurt before camp, dude. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Perfetti. Get it. But he, isn't Perfetti playing? No. No, he's not playing? I don't think so. I'll check the roster. Bedard is. Bedard's playing, but he's got like a, a year. McTavish is playing. McTavish, um, who I think is almost like. He's NHL already more than anybody. Geez. Yeah. Um. What was I gonna say about it? Yeah, like you said, you get a pass because it's it's so weird that 
Well, there's, I think, what another thing we missed before we go back to the World Juniors is NFL starting up soon here, Jim. Yeah. Um, sports are somewhat getting back, but Jack having Thompson hockey on at this time, we've never, like, I don't remember. Like, I don't think we've ever been alive, Jim, that hockey's been on in August. No, it's it's never happened. <laughs> no, right? No, so it has never happened. Yeah. So um yeah, Tom, you're right. Yeah. So yeah, um, you're right. Not, when uh, you're thinking of what else we missed, I'll give you a little ad read right here, okay? Just missing. All right. This company specializes in comfortable and affordable streetwear. Just Missin helps bring awareness to youth mental illness with the brand's Not Alone line, raising funds for organizations providing mental health resources to youth in Ottawa and soon to be in Sebri. Why are you missing? At any given moment, everyone is missing something or even somebody. Maybe it's your friends, a place you traveled to, or somewhere that felt like home. Missing is a part of life that affects everyone differently. Make sure to check out their clothing line at their Instagram page, at Just Missin. Da, da, da. Beautiful, Tom. Thanks, man. Uh, they just dropped uh, their new golf balls, Tom. You yeah, have yeah, yeah. Little Columbia Gorgeous. Gorgeous. I had a little uh, photo shoot with Damien, actually. That was the other thing yeah. we missed. But. A couple other things. Uh, like you said, Bill Russell passed away. Olivia Newton-John passed away, Tom. Yeah. Um, yeah, my mom was pretty sad about that. Yeah, my dad, my dad too. Huge Grease fan. Okay. Um, so yeah, she was obviously massive for, for the film industry. Um, what else did we miss? World Juniors to go back. I watched them, uh, Americans play Germany yesterday. The ref took twenty minutes, Tom, legit twenty minutes on a goal interference call. Seriously? They reviewed it. They called it a goal. The Germany coach challenged it. They reviewed it and they called it back. It was unbelievable. I've never seen anything like that in my life. Um, another thing we talked about, uh, we didn't talk about, sorry, Boots and Hearts. All these people went to Boots and Hearts. Shania oh. Twain, apparently it was pouring. They oh. had to get postponed yeah. a little bit. Yeah. She looked um, uh, electric, though. It looked, looked like it was Oh, uh, yeah. I would love to go see her. I couldn't do Boots and Hearts, though. No like, way you can. Maybe a night. Maybe a night. night. Or a hotel. Get the hotel. Get the trailer, maybe, so you can you know, yeah. relax and shelter. Did you see... And you had to see Scotty Barnes this offseason. Did you see that video? James Harden? Yes. Hey, how are you? Like, you're telling me you're seeing that as a Raptors fan. You don't want to keep this guy forever. I love it. Also, I'm out on KD. I'm out on KD. Oh, dude. Him him giving them an ultimatum is the reason why nobody wants him. That's a joke. He's the one that wanted Steve Nash. Am I going crazy or not? And now he's like, well, I, I don't like him anymore. Yeah. And Brian Hayes on Overdrive said it perfectly. Like, he doesn't. He Brian was like, I don't even know if Steve Nash is a good coach, but for what he put up, like this year, the Doctor Phil of these guys, like, is ridiculous. Crazy. Good coach aside, he had to deal with all that drama. Anyways, yeah, disaster. I feel bad for Steve for his first year coaching to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, don't even ridiculous. don't even like don't even bother now trying to ruin your like wrap of a good organization to get a guy like him. Sorry, in my mind. I agree. I agree. He's just gonna destroy it. Um so, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's it, about my it, man. It, it feels good to talk to you again. No, it was good. It was good too, man. Um hope the boys are back for next epi. Mace can recap all uh, that he saw at National Bank Open and everything. So 
Yeah, we got um, a lot of golf tournaments coming up. Yeah, I'm gonna recap my club champs. We get to recap the Arkells. I'm in one Friday with oh, the basement yeah. golf tournament as well. I'm playing Stonehill Friday, Jim. That's gonna be electric. I love Stonehill. So. Um, yeah, folks, we'll be back like always for episode 75. Um, and yeah, thanks to Steve Sola and Zidane Allen for coming to chat. Uh, all those sponsors for taking care of us. And yeah, it's been another good one. We'll chat with you for episode 75. Take care. Stay safe out there. And always, always have a day. Have a day. Why <laughs> not you? Why not BTV? Why not us? To the
fans. They just want me call it quiz. Homie, just roll up a sip. Lil pussy, don't fuck with y'all. Never been fucking with y'all. We pull up, they standing in awe. Yeah, yo, but she know who we are. I thought that I would learn by now. I thought that I would never calm down. Just last night we was going so hard. But now I can't feel my heart. Hey, yeah, let me down easy. Don't let me down rough. Don't let me go to sleep. Getting up is gonna be tough. That was all acting sleazy. They all said I was one. And with any damn luck, I'ma wake up with the sun. Hope I wake up with the sun this morning. I hope I wake up with the sun this morning.